1: Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Welcome along to the live lounge. Here we go. How are we all? All good. All good
3: indeed. Uh, You're not my... out of sync. Mm.
2: That's weird. That's That's that just... that. I two seconds. Let me switch to my laptop. This thing's still playing up. You are very out of sync. Yes, that
3: means I'm in charge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <laughs> <I'm> stop <stopping laughs> start. It. Here we go. Excuse me. Out the way. Coming through. <laughs>
4: It's quite funny because he's he's not just a little bit out of sync. It's like. So out of sync, isn't it? Someone's messaged you there's a doll and it's still down the other end of the pitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's that far out of sync he was. Yes,
3: now
4: you're at the bottom. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, it's so good to be back for me, by the way. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> how, how weird is that? Because when we were talking earlier, it was fine.
4: You're also a little bit quieter, Philip.
1: You good, keep stay, it you away. Stay that level, the by the way. I'm just getting get yeah, on with the
2: show. Yes, <laughs> it will be, because I literally just swapped to my um, laptop, but it's all good. I have the power.
4: That's more worrying.
2: <laughs> uh, anyway, it's been um, it's been an eventful. Seven days or so, wouldn't you say?
3: Doesn't look right. I will give you the power back. Yeah, it's been alright. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know he could do that either, as he'd done it. Um, it's been eventful. q school always is. It's the best week of the year, though, isn't it? Like the excitement, the drama, the the, the final moments of stage one, the final moments of stage two. Like, don't get me wrong, the rest of the week is fun to cover as well, but. Those,
4: those final two days are so dramatic. You don't get it anywhere else. And it, it's mad that we talked about the amount of drama and the amount of talking points we're going to have tonight without seeing a dark throne. Yeah. That's how much drama to you still wins, that you don't actually see a dark throne, but it still wins a ridiculous amount of drama, a ridiculous amount of controversy, um, which all of that, within a, obviously, we're in the next couple of hours, but... You don't see anything. You're following stores, you're following tables and it brings so much and it has such an impact on so many careers and choices that it's been a great watch for me seeing you two, Liam, Dan, Jar. Have I missed anyone who I've been watching? Charlie. Charlie. Um, it's just... got a big team, is not it? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, look, it's it's bonkers. We'll dive into that in a second. But let's go into the chat room, as always. Uh, ABM, how we doing? Uh, Wim, Tommy, Daniel, Owen, Kieran, Paul, Craig are all in. Charlie, Lim, good evening, buddy. Davey, uh, HGV, Adam, Nails, Wayne is in. Lendell, how we doing, mate? Uh, David, Jason is in. Uh, Ilkay is in. Scott, of course, Anthony is here. I hope you are good, mate. I hope the weather is good in Texas. Um, everyone complaining that it's cold over here. It's not that bad. I've still got shorts and sliders on. Uh, Scott, how are we doing? Jar? yeah, I know, mad, isn't it? How that game's on. But it is, um, uh, Evening Weekly Dartscast, I'm guessing it's loud. Hope you are good, mate. Uh, Vince is in. Uh, look, let's, let's dive into it. Q school as a whole, has it produced what we were thinking or is it again a complete spanner in the works that is thrown up
3: it produces what it it's produces what it produces every year there are inevitably players who were very favored to get cards that have missed out and there are some surprise names in there that perhaps we've never heard of or don't know an awful lot about my favourite one over the weekend was, so we've got a Dutch player that the Dutch know nothing about and a German player that the Germans know nothing about. Like, that tells you everything you need to know about what Score has produced. Like, if some of the guys on, on social media don't know who these guys are, then what hope have the rest of us got? But look, that's the beauty of Q School. It is one of the only sports in the world where you can turn up and overnight become a professional. You, you can change your dream and overnight, look, it's definitely more complex than that. You have to put the hours in before that. You're not just going to rock up, pick up darts for the first time, and get through Q school. But it is one of the only sports where you can literally be in that position where for the next two years you are a professional sport. You are a professional dart player. You can play it. You can do it in snooker. But let's be honest, you're not going to that Q school if you can't hold a cue. Whereas there are some people a chance in darts. Just ask Aaron Bean. He's exactly the right person to, to take a look at. Completely unexpected. A couple of years ago. Is now the fairy tale story of Q School for the for the moment being.
2: Agreed, but also it is the professional tour. Shouldn't Q School give us the best tour players? Not selling a dream. I, know, I understand the the dream side of it, but right now, have we got the best tour possible?
4: You. I think you're always going to find it difficult to have the best tour possible. However, what it gives them is an opportunity across two years to become the best one to eight. It's not about them being there a tour hard holder and they have to be outstanding in week one, month one, or let's be honest, even year one. It's being able across two years to become the best. 64. It's not even one to eight. Cause if you, You've not climbed in that time. We have seen players who are, who are nowhere near that level, who have docked through a 2 Um Not going to be disrespectful and name names in regards to that. But we've seen others who we've probably looked at and do, are not in the best one-to-eight, but post two years' time are still on the tour and are still doing things that people and pundits wouldn't expect. So it's never going to bring the best one-to-eight, unfortunately. It's not. We're never yeah, going to see that. Have-
3: it never uh, has. There's always yeah. been an argument. There's somebody not in that, especially 10, 15 years ago when the BDO was still of, of relative strength. There has always been an argument that the best 128 players in the world do not all play under one banner. And I don't yeah. think they ever will because the sport evolves so quickly, form goes so quickly and now we're seeing players hit nine darters and, and record averages at the Super Series. Darrell Pogum had 120-something average at the Super Series and back-to-back games, including hitting a nine and got nowhere near a tour card. He's played on the Pro Tour last year and bashed up pros regularly and got nowhere near a talker. Like that, That's the pressure of one week. But I'm, I'm going to play Phil from last week here. It, it's commercial, so that's fine.
4: And <laughs> I <adding, adding laughs> think that... Way too much money. Dob, in addition to that, though, schedule, when, we, when we look at the best one to 8 a lot of the players who get into or maybe sneak into that one to 8 are players who are playing um, Challenge tour, super series. They are the best one to eight in the world at the time, by opinion, because of the amount of darts they're playing. I know that's a different debate about the amount some have, but that's why you you can never have the, the best one to eight. It may be on the 1st of January either, that it, but you want that the year through because of how the, the tour is run.
3: Yeah. And we're certainly going to have conversations about limited opportunities, especially with the rule changes around the Euro tour, but there is that advantage that actually you only have to look over the last couple of years, that it's not a closed shot, right? Not having a tour card is an issue for the one to eight, but knowing that Christian Perez barely utilised his card, knowing that Adrian Lewis is very unlikely to use his card this year, there is still a couple of those golden spots for players who Q school isn't the thing, but challenge tour might be and consistently producing results will get you in the mix on the pro tour. And Luke Littler has done it, albeit by one event. Um, the amount of players who are still touting his name, right, that went to Q School this week, that weren't allowed to admit it before they picked up a dart, but were at Q School hoping to be the next Scott Williams. They weren't hoping to jump straight on tour and, and, and be a Rob Cross or or someone that can go in and, and kick us straight away. They were there because they have to be there to play challenge tour, to play well in that, to get the call up so they can keep playing more and more darts everywhere, get the Pro Tour experience alongside that and be Scott Williams. They want to go and get their tour card outright or have a crack at it or earn it through the challenge tour whilst getting that pro tour experience, not make that jump and shoot themselves in the foot by missing out on absolutely everything. Let's not forget no more uh, associate nation, no more associate member qualifiers for the Euro tour. That's a lot of money and experience. These players are missing out on as well. But Scott Williams is the fact that he's done it is an absolute godsend for the PDC because the amount of players that have now gone in that, that perhaps wouldn't have gone to Q school, because they don't want to be a pro, especially with the number of routes out there in a minute, with the Super Series, with the ADC growing, WDF have actually put on a World Championships. If they can resurrect the World Masters as well, they've got two flagships events, and they've only got three of their top ten before last week still in there. There's there's, there's room for players to grow into that and and make a living elsewhere. Scott Williams is the poster boy for PDC going right. You that were averaging 75, 80, you come and have you come and pay your 475 quid as well as. Everybody else
2: that was going to. Uh, evening, Matt Ador. Um, Right, I want to pick up on one point that you said there about developing and growing into one of the top players or into that. However, with the bombshell regulations that were dropped, that is almost impossible to do this year with the lack of Euro Tour over the next two years that these players are not going to get. Because of the closed shop on the Euro Tour now, Realistically, these 31 that have got cards this year, can they make 80 grand minimum over two years to break that monopoly? Because I don't think they can. With the Euro Tour, yes. Without the Euro Tour and that closed shop, and it is a a closed shop, man, whether the PDC like it or not, they have protected the elite with what they have done. They have closed it to the new tour card holders because of the lack of opportunity?
3: They have, but they also, I don't like the change at all. I'm not going to sit here and defend it, but the way you phrase the question means that I have to put this across to people as well in that they have done that, but they protected the top 32. The top 64 are game cards. It might not happen this year and it might not happen the year after, but if they keep this format for the long term, 32 to 64 are going to drop because they're also not getting the Euro Tours as frequently. So it becomes top 32 is a close shot. The other 96 is absolute chaos. So that then, the, the number you need to become, the number you need to reach to keep your tour card becomes more attainable because it drops down for everybody. The average value to keep your tour card will eventually drop under this system. Plus, if these top 32 are getting protection, i already at the Euro Tour. The only thing they need to go to Pro Tours for is either to get match fit if they need it, or to play at the Players' Championship Finals, which is basically a World Championship warm-up for them at that point because it's in the middle of major season. If they're not doing that, these players now have more chance to go and earn 15 grand for a win, and the prize money at each stage has gone up. Not massively, but it has gone up a little bit. So there are opportunities to do it, and there will be prize money. I think, look, we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago about there being 128 players at the World Championship. If you're one of the extra 32 that now makes their way into the World Championship that's an extra seven grand on your rankings. Plus, you've got the UK Open. Obviously, we want first-round prize money for that, but there will be smaller increments and there will be small increases. The top 32 are going to shoot off into the distance, granted, but the ability to keep, keep your tour card has not been knocked as much, I think, as people are saying it when you consider it like that because 32 to 64 are going to have to drop.
4: Yeah, agree. it agree. It, it, there, there is a knock on effect, but I don't think it has been because of the pot they've covered off because it's it's your your big boys are such the looking after isn't it the, the main players and all well, the main players on tour and rantings. It's that rotation of tour players is still going to be there. Is it more difficult? Yes, but not as difficult I think as you're perceiving with the way you worded the question, Mr. about
2: you what I just <laughs> <off the play.
3: laughs> Some of the majors have qualifications via the Pro Tour Order of Merit. If the big boys aren't there, they're going to be more and more non-seeded players in the first round that are getting a crack at it. The players from 64 down are going to earn more on the Pro Tour or should earn more on the Pro Tour because of the absence of the top 16, top 32. Some of them need that Pro Tour Order of Merit because they're the second 16 on the Orator. You've got the top 16 outright and then it's the top 16 on that pro tour order of merit that are getting that call up. But you can shoot straight into that if the big boys aren't there. You can go and earn your spot in that. It's not necessarily the top 32 in the world at that point. It's 16 and 16.
4: One of the, well, I guess one of the other opportunities. I know you mentioned it there as it's used as a warm-up to the worlds. But we've seen Aspen, Peter Wright, well, a semi-attempt being there, but at the end pulling out Knife. That number to draw as years progress. I don't think it would be all at any point, but you could still get to where you've got a week full of exhibitions, bringing in a certain amount of money, and still competing against the best players in the world. If a collective do that, there is another opportunity that may open up through the Players Championships. Um so the reason I was there, it just it is slightly difficult, due, slightly more difficult due to the ridiculous Euro Tour change.
2: Yeah, but. You say about the, the top players missing pro tours, I think they will, but not or not as many as you think. Looking at it now, Luke Humphries doesn't miss as many as others. Yes, he will miss some.
3: In, but- in years gone by, I think he's but- going to be far more selective after seeing what being world champion in the last couple of years has done to the likes of Gerwin Price, of Michael Smith. For the first four months of the year, Michael Smith couldn't move.
4: I don't think Lou Tompkins lives his life as a world champion like Michael Smith will do. No, that. I don't that might be the difference. No. And I'm, I'm not. Don't... I'm not saying anything bad about Michael Smith. I... Does why not do what he
2: does? Year, I think Michael Smith will play nearly all of them because he was so undercooked. The same as Aspinall. I don't think he'll miss many because again he was undercooked. The, the ones that we know will miss is MVG. Price will certainly pick and choose.
3: It didn't but feel like Smith did. missed an awful lot last year. I just think he was so jaded from the amount of effort he was doing Early on, he,
2: he missed a load early in the year.
3: But he was doing three nights of exhibition, Premier League, Euro Tour,
2: yeah, back-to-back, yeah, and World Series. I,
3: I, I but he had media commitments left, right and centre. I, I don't think it was a lack of play in that, uh, Michael Smith last year. I think it was he ran himself into the ground for the first six months trying to carry the mantle of of being a positive world champion and being an ambassador for the sport. And I think it backfired on him towards the back end of the year. Plus, he had an equipment change halfway through the year as well. Let's not forget that. So he's had that go on at a time when he's, he's absolutely knackered, run himself into the ground. He was one. Of the, he is one of the players that practices an awful lot at home. We've seen that. We know that. He talks about that a lot. And I, I question if he was capable of putting that effective practice in last year whilst he's on the road as often as he was or travelling about or, or had as many commitments.
2: But all I'm saying is, I don't think as many top players will miss it as what you think. Apart from MVG and Price, I, I think they'll they'll play a fair amount. Yes, they they'll all miss some, but I don't think it'll be as high as what you think. I still
4: think we'll see numbers. I don't think this year's players' championship with two big names missing out. I don't. I think that will become a norm. I think we'll still see a player or two miss out year on year because of the Pro Tours being lower and lower on the priority and the other ways to prepare for a World Championship. Back that up with Aspinall and Peter Wright are not prime examples of that this year down into the world. but every player will have a different mindset of preparing. And I remember a certain player saying, going on to win the Players' Championship to have a knock on effect of winning the Worlds, Mr. Darwood. <laughs>
2: So, out of these, thank you very much to the PDC, out of the 31 new tour card holders, how many of those 31 will keep their card in two years, do you think?
3: Nine. I'll take eleven, please.
2: What do you see? Nine. Seven.
3: I'll take eleven. Uh, yeah.
4: As I'm sure this will come up in conversation soon around the word split. What split are you doing on, not naming names, but what split are you doing on your 11, Dob? Uh, one two three four six three, four.
3: Six UK, five Europe.
4: I've done nine, I've done five, four. Still edging UK. Philip?
2: One, two.
4: By the way, you can't see, but trying looking at Phil's face right now with the top sticking <laughs> red. Run out of fingers three. already. Yeah. Uh, three, three Europe. <laughs> three, four, four, three. We're both very similar on the percentage of this. Of yeah. what we say, all you know. Everybody's gone one better off in the UK.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're close in that respect. Um. Before we go into the the runners and riders, let's talk about players that have have missed out. And then, second year in a row, be here all night, won't we? That list is brutal. Second year in a row, the so called anomaly, as we were told, has happened again that Darren Webster would have won a card if he didn't play. On the final day, because the game he lost was a 1 2 8 or whatever it was, 64. and so, but he won a 1 2 8 and then lost like, a 64.
3: That's or well, did he lose a 1 2 8? Was it the day before? You made me question it now. He lost a 64. Yeah, got a plus two. Yeah, we're still a minus two on the leg difference overall. Yeah,
2: Um, but this is now two years in a row that that anomaly has come up. This can't be a good thing or a right thing that this keeps happening. And it's
3: yeah, as harsh as it was on Conan, no. In, the, in Europe, they missed out by one. Damien Moll. Damien Moll. By De winning winning outright, everybody that got to six points got a card. Everybody five and under missed out. But like that was as harsh as it was on Moll. That's the perfect outcome. That There can be no conversation around that. You could have missed match starts in that point and picked up an extra point. But you can't blame leg difference there. You've missed out by not winning enough enough matches. Quite, first, That's that's a simple fact.
4: That, that was ideal for PDC, yeah. that that happened. <laughs>
3: yeah. In the UK, complete mess. And you look at that, you've got, I think, four players are separated by five legs. Towards the end of it, James Beaton only missed out on a card by three legs.
2: Yeah. So, Brett Clay, no, Reese Griffin, Brett Clay, and Darren Beveridge, Adam Hunt all got in with five points. Darren Webster missed out by a leg. James Beaton three legs, Thomas Cromwell five legs, um, but surely this they they have to change something, so this anomaly can't keep happening.
4: You you would like to think it'd be learned from your mistakes, but do expect to change in twelve months probably not. I think this bit will remain no matter no matter
3: how much you wrap your brain and no matter how much we go right you top up to one to it every time if you play or, or if you withdraw then you get a minus six. i still think you're gonna end up in the same situation although if you withdraw then a minus six but what happens if it's down to injury You've no, then got I've... excessive players and pulling out because they're doing it tactically or if they're physically unable to play. And if they're physically unable to play but have done enough, are you then going to punish them?
4: I don't think you can.
3: Brutal. When you, when it's two years worth of your profession and your career and your life on the line, like, if it's just a normal tournament. If it's if it's your local and you pull out, fine. But the stakes are far higher on this for you to get injured after three days and go, right, I'm going to rest it because I've got to play.
2: Well, again, look, the one in Europe that stands out, look, he would have got a card anyway, but the fact that sedansky worked out that if he pulled out, it was done and dusted there and then. Look, he got one anyway. That's him...
3: he worked out. Darts rankings put it in massive, boldness <laughs> <laughs> the website the minute the day before was done, going, don't pick your darts up, you've got a talker. <laughs> look, he was there yeah. anyway, pretty comfortably. Yeah, but I, so, I mean, The, but the I I I mean, 1% was eradicated by the fact that he couldn't yeah. lose an extra six, he couldn't lose six nil in the first round and, and be worse but off. That's what
2: I mean, but but, but the fact, started. but the fact again, that is highlighted that we always say only fairy tales happen in sport, and no matter how small that chance is, as you keep saying, Gob, no, there that's was my, not we, there, my, my. there was still a chance he couldn't have got a card at the, yeah. but at the point. They were still, regardless of how big or how small, there was still a chance he couldn't.
3: Yeah, the same way Ryan Starr wasn't in the match play until he was in the match play.
2: Yeah, but the fact that he, <laughs> he then... He then good, example. Out, good example. But the fact he then pulled out to secure his card doesn't send that a good message, does it? No. It
4: doesn't, doesn't send out a good message, but what else can he do? Yeah.
3: The thing is, when it's highlighted like that, like somebody like Darren Webster would have taken a huge risk. Someone like Sagansky... It's not taking a huge risk at all. You're pretty much there anyway. Yeah, like, you are. There is no sat on the bubble or I'm relying on a mathematician, or a dream run from somebody else knocks me out. There was a player that made it through... um Where is Europe stage one? Danny van der Zande snuck in. The, the other two players that actually played the final stage were call-ups because of withdrawals for... Martin Kramer and Yannis Vegso, Gerdon and Rollo then got called up. But Danny van der Zande was the last player to get in. He didn't play that final day because he was told he was safe. He was there by plus one leg difference. That's a risk. Darren Webster is not about to take that risk with your career on the line. Because it is just too big a gamble. That's like laying up when your opponent's on 140. That's That's the Kim Hybrex approach and watch you get stung over and over again, and you'd be gutted, wouldn't you? You'd be absolutely gutted at that point, point. you have to play this thing you have. Siganski, complete opposite end of the spectrum. You can appreciate why he hasn't played at that oh, point. Yeah. He's 99.9% certain of a card anyway. He's protecting against a minus 6-0, and an absolute freak result happening, which, to be fair, might have even been done by the time the draw was done. I agree. That would protect, like, he, he could have been safe the minute the draw was done. Like, that's the beauty of that small percentage, like, the exact number of players have to match up in certain parts of the draw for him to be there anyway. Oh, 100%. He, does, he has the chance of costing people the chance to get a talk. And I know that's what he's there to do. I know you sign up to four days and it's a bit like we had with the world seniors for the last couple of years where qualifying events have been ranked. You you fulfill that because your ranking points and your consistency to play. You have to consider it a, a qualifying series, not a qualifying event. And when you think like that, it, it changes your approach. But actually when so much is on the line or qualifying outright is on the line, then you're like, well, actually, no I am costing people, even though it is a commitment. Like, it's such a difficult thing to grasp and it's such a, a backwards way of thinking. I'm there, but I have to play for the integrity. But actually, you don't. Like, there's, there's no
2: remember, Like we say, how, however small the chances are, I remember the World Championships when Paul Nicholson lost his card. At the start of that World Championship, the list was about 20 things long.
3: Yeah.
2: And sometimes, as we've seen in sport, Things just fall into place and and happen, is, is is the thing. Granted, not many, but every now and then it just does. So, that, that that that's the the thing. But let's have a look at the tour card holders that we do have. Would you like EU or UK first? Europe, I think it's this one. No, it's UK. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> up. I'm off.
3: Half an hour <laughs> in, he's on the wrong laptop. He's put up the wrong graphic.
2: That's what we do. I'm not sure. Put the right <laughs> graphic. Just I'm <laughs> That is how the order of merit ended up in the UK. Of course, the three out—sorry, the four outright winners were Steve Lennon, Rob Grundy, Layton Bennett, and Dom Taylor to add to those ten names. Who's the biggest surprise on that list?
3: To get a card. Yeah. Beverage.
2: Yeah, I agree. Two That's years out. In the first right. week of December
3: saying, do I go to Q School or not? Yeah. <laughs> yes great decision darren
4: you're back on the tour yeah i beverage also a tip a little bit towards josh Richardson we know he's got the dame but yeah to be where he was and i guess if you're talking about players where they are i i'm i'm always about a that card i'm always gonna about into that one but i'm never gonna him into not being final day drama <laughs> <laughs> The fact, he was, he was as good as had his wrapped up. Um But he was just on fire for a week. Yeah. But, yeah, no real huge surprises. And I think that sort of shown in regards to how much of the top rankings from the WDF we see Titan from that into UK and Europe that we see quite a, a big number of players who come out of that batch of top players in one organisation to qualifying for a tour card. There's obviously names that all go down as a disappointment, but no huge shots for me.
3: I think for the first time in a long time, we don't have that one or two complete unknowns in the UK. Everybody that's qualified in the UK is either a former card holder, has got it back, or we know who they are. We know of their starting career to this point. There is no Aaron Beanie. There is no Callum Goffin. There is no XYZ players that have, have been in that role that have come from absolutely nowhere that we're clamoring for on social media going, right, who is this guy? Anybody know anything about him? What can you tell us? XYZ. Every single player that's come through the UKQ school this week, we know about. They've either played WDF events, they've, they've played on before, they're former development tour players.
4: Like, they've all got pedigree. And um, I would probably also throw out a massive, massive two dos to Steve Lennon to play the way he did at the World Championships, to have the disappointment at the end of the World Championships, and then to just turn up one day that he'd done and dusted in very impressive form was, it's hard to say, to you still but was the right thing. Yeah. When we talked, when you asked the question of this 10, 15 minutes ago about have we up the best one to eight. I think in current form, without doubt, Steve Lennon's within that. And it was only right, the man who never lost it. It was nice to see him win it back on day one. Then it done and dusted without any dramas.
3: I think right. when we look at EU in a minute, Radek Saganski's going to be in a similar situation. Like He was close to keeping it anyway. Yeah. He was had like, a fantastic last six months or so. For a long while, I've been sat here saying he was Poland's number one until Ratajski hit some form at the back end of last year. He's another that has gone and got it back straight away. fully deserves it. And I think he just settled into tour life. The one that I think will be disappointed is, is number 17 on that list, Conor Scott, because I do feel like he just settled into tour life. We were starting to see him on the TV events more. He was far more comfortable, beaten by Going Price at the Worlds. Um, but we were seeing it more and more on the Pro Tour. He, he got on the Pro Tour. He got a new manufacturer deal. He'd just come off the Super Series. There were a lot of expectation around him from from people within that circle that had seen what he'd done for the last 18 months before that down in Southampton and and whatever else took him a while to settle and adjust has done that did it perhaps two months too late to keep his card out right and now finds himself chasing for another year and a lot of people going oh, it might benefit him to go back to the suit I don't think it will I think he was one of the players that needed to be straight back on to kick on and carry on because he would have done some damage a lot like when Keegan Brown lost his card but was already qualified for the for the match play basically. Like, I don't think that start again has helped him at all either.
4: It's it how he responds, think, responds now, I think. Dob. It's how he responds now. It, yeah, weirdly, with the majority of the players, it's how your October, November, December is. With Tonnerstock, I actually think it's how his January, February, March he's, will have an impact on how his season pans out because the opportunities to play in other stuff, uh, super series, I'm sure, will tumble on the IDC events, but actually if he's dead himself on some pro tours, he's probably in a stronger position than anyone else who yeah. benefits this weekend. It wouldn't surprise me to see him on some
3: pro tours. And I know the WDF have changed their ranking system and keep messing about a bit, but after losing so many of the top players that they have, we saw Connor at the WDF World championship. He was one of those seven players that got dispensation for release. So it wouldn't surprise me to see him chase that a little bit this year as well and know that I'm going to chase it but I might be like one of the players that pulled out to play in the PDC Worlds if it's there. But actually having a World Championship at the end of this year is better than having chasing one and not getting it. Chase both. And if I've got a decision to make, I'm in the best position
4: possible. People would argue, I guess, with that field of players that he might be in a better position for that, to be in a World Championships instead of just chasing the PDC
2: one. Right. From there, the bigger stories I think we'd all agree came from the EU. There is the order of merit, and of course, Martin Dratz, who should buy a lottery ticket, Yellow Klassen, Andy Barton's, and Jeffrey de Graaf were the four that won outright. Before we come to the order of merit, after two days, how worried were everyone about Andy Barton's not producing?
3: Yes and no. After seeing so many big names struggle, I think you will look at it and go, right, Barton's up against it. But if anybody is capable of bursting through their A game, it is the WF World Champion. He played in something like 11 WDF events last year and was in the final of nine of them. If he turns up and wants it, Andy Barton wins. He's been that good. He was... Only beaten by sensational performances from Luke Littler and I think Sebastian Białek in the end. And when we've seen him in the Super Series of late, like he has got the A game kick on, and his B game is at a sustainable enough level. Look, unlucky the first few days, not quite there, but uh, there were times on that third day when he didn't produce his A game, and is still blowing people away. Like he has the talent, he has the ability to to go in there and actually contend. I think I'm, I'm probably more comfortable with him moving across then. Any of the last three or four WDF champions, I know Wayne Warren and, and Neil Duff didn't try and make that jump. But in terms of a player equipped, ready to go in, he's probably the best equipped for yeah, a long, think, long time since, since Glenn Durrant, Maybe
4: I think he's a great addition to the PDC circuit. So I think he's going to be a worry in early first round draws. Um, I'm still I'm not as convinced as you with the level of that B-dame because I think it then drops significantly, mm-hmm. but. Hopefully, this will then only see that for the rest, because he is a unbelievable player, uh, yeah. and we've been fortunate enough to see a lot of that recently. Um, it's just moving over and producing that, and not producing what we produced on day one and day two. But
3: I know um, it's early days, but if you're Kim Hybrex, you're looking over your shoulder a bit when Andy Barton's picks up a tour card, aren't you?
2: Yes, hundred
0: percent
3: for that World Cup spot. The deck has been pretty solid for the last couple of years as well, not as, as eye-catching as potentially he could have been his 180 has been solid uh, but when you see someone with the calibre of Barnes rocking up to the Tour, that World Cup spot has been Kim's for so, so long it, it could be very interesting in that race not this year, but for 2025 definitely
2: So, the stories we have an Italian on Tour Viva la pasta! Uh, Michael <laughs> Toretta but not only him, the Italians in general had a great Q score. Yeah. They've,
3: they've had a couple of good Q scores for the last couple of years. The likes of Rosso and and Crasson and Toretta, uh, Dante, and the, they've all caught eyes in the last couple of years because they've been the Italians in the field they've done it the hardware. We don't really get any Euro tours for them to go to for a home nation qualifier. Don't really know about the standard of darts in Italy as, as a national event, et cetera. We've seen the likes of the Nordic and Baltic. We've seen German darts take off massively. We've seen other areas of the world develop. These guys have sort of gone out and, and done it alone. and They've done it through Q school pretty much. The last couple of years, this has been building. We've seen Krasen get to stage two and, and players go deeper and deeper. We've seen a couple sneak through and and He's got more and more each year that the chance of it coming and happening has got better and better each year. Is he going to turn up and set the world alight on the Pro Tour next year? Probably not. But is it great that there is an Italian to go and inspire more Italians? I'll, uh, look, I know um, Jacques. Jacques oh, no. Labra mm. was the first Frenchman to get a tour car, But if we're being honest, Tricol was the one that was carrying the candle to to inspire others. Labra comes along, gets to talk out first. Toretta might be that for Italian darts. They could well be one of those sleeping nations that, in five years' time, all right, they're not as big as Germany, but they could have a darting boom.
2: Well, on that, Tricol is now on tour, and again, he left it late on that last day. Didn't have a particularly good couple of days, but when it mattered, Tricol found something on the last day
4: which is probably even more impressive with the amount of pressure that he's got that's different to, um, and he's got more pressure than any French player. He's probably got more eyes on him because of what he achieved in the WDF the previous year and what we've seen. Um, so for him to dole up and and find his A Dame or close to A Dame on the final day or the will and determination to that off the line was very, very impressive. And probably another one of, First round draws in Pro Tours is one you, you're not going to want to draw early on because we know what it can do. There's still there's, there's the question marks for me, which, call, which is strange to say about World uh, Championship finalist, but there's question marks about his TV game. Um, but on the Pro Tour, I think that's where it would be dangerous early on. And then it's building that and that's what the two years allows you to do.
3: Yeah, it's not been the easiest route to get here for Tricol. There's There's been a lot of speculation around him to, to try and get this card to be the first Frenchman to do it. Labra did it before him last year. We've seen him in a WDF World Final. We've seen him... Look, I don't know what we've... I don't think we've seen the very best of Tricol. We've seen him in the Super Series often enough, fail to get out of groups. Like that, That's not the same level of player that I think players have come to expect from Tricol because he has been the number one Frenchman and, and we know that he's made that WDF World Final. But there aren't many other players that get put up in front of governments to try and encourage them to take on the sport and, and to push it. And that sort of thing. Trico has been fighting that battle for the last 18 months or so since he made that WDF world final. Like Devin Peterson's really the only other one you can think of that has, that has gone to government's gone, right, we need this sport to grow. And, and Trico's carried that whilst trying to make this performance. Labra's has gone and got the tour card. I think that freed him up a little bit this year. We've seen him more and more on, on the challenge tour, et cetera. And, he's set up now to, to go and have a crack at it. Do I expect him to, to break into the top 32? Not right away, no. But has he got that potential to be that calibre of player? Yeah, I think he has.
2: It'll be interesting. It, it not, with,
4: not with a new role change. I can see him there 33rd, but maybe not as the top 33rd. we
0: have
2: to throw the handshake to get into that club. <laughs> Rub some fingers. <laughs> um, but uh, overall who are you most pleased to see on tour this yeah just one name
3: i think it's Toretti, you know i i don't recall being as happy as i was for anybody else when that one went dark green throughout the week because of what it means it's it's another new nation getting a shot and it's a chance for somebody to go and inspire someone else. Don't get me wrong. There are, there are players far more talented that have got tour cards that are far more equipped to go and compete and that are probably going to be far more exciting to watch for the next two years. But when Italy had a dark green person on darts rankings, that was the moment I went, yeah, I'm buzzing for this.
4: Yeah, I don't disagree with you. From EU, you, I'm gonna be biased and i uh, Mr. Dennett. <laughs> standard,
1: oh, <man.
2: laughs> exactly. Um, mine's Lowbie. Yeah, because of how close he's been before, and I genuinely think he has the potential to go and do great things. Is he erratic? Absolutely. Will he lose a load of first round games? One hundred percent. But can he go and win something as well? On one day, 100%.
3: Well, he slapped someone up averaging 110 in six minutes. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: When Liam Maynard Lawrence was two wins away from a tour card, give me Danny
2: Lalby. Yeah. And, and and that that's that's the appeal that I like about Lalby, the unpredictability of him. And it genuinely is unpredictability. When it is on, it is poetry in motion. When it's off, it's scattershot. We know that. Um, also, we have a first Kiwi... On tour, Hope I Puha was so solid across it as well to add to the first Italian.
4: Yeah, no, another, another good addition, another one that probably didn't have the same delight as regards to having our first Italian just because of the field. But we know that Puhal we see we've seen quite a bit of and. For him to go on and do it in the way he did it as well, I think it's not just someone who just sneaked in and topped the order of merit, shows the levels of consistency that he's got and potentially can be a success. It's going to be interesting to see because it's obviously it's a lot of commitment, but I will be on him certainly early. And for me, already, I'm already looking at the UK Open because I just think. The first thing that I looked at, I've even gone back and looked at Challenge Tour and Dev Tour and looking who now makes it and who doesn't. Um, it's the first one that the obviously everyone from Tewstall who've come through that's the plane. And I just think we're going to see some very, very tasty draws in that.
2: No, I agree completely. Um, biggest disappointment then? So we've already spoken about players missing out, but. Who is your biggest disappointment? Do you want me to go first? Yes. Daryl Pilgrim. Because we've seen what a player he is when he's gone to the Pro Tour. Did he get to a quarterfinal of a Pro Tour last year? We've seen him play on the Euro Tour. pilgrim for me just because he's such an incredible player
3: he is i very much tapered my expectations for him after seeing him in week seven of the super series he struggled through that week an awful lot and i think part of that was the expectation that q scores was the following week So after the year we had last year, yeah, 100% Pilgrim is is that name. But knowing the form he was in a week before, did I then go right? He's going to burst through this and smash it up. Probably not as much. There's a few in the chat room. Uh Spellman, I think Spellman's harsh on his first crack. Max Hop was injured. Uh Disappointment for John O'Shea. I agree. Hendo, I don't think He had great form last year. He was another of those. I didn't mention it an awful lot, but he was in that conversation of best player in the world without a tour card for a reasonable amount of time. Is he as explosive as Luke Littler, probably not at his age, but he, he certainly had the experience and the ability. Uh, Davey says Biowetski, Rob, Pilgrim and Osborne. Osborne came bloody close towards the back end of the, the last thing. Uh, Wim says Placier. We haven't seen a lot of Placier since he won the master, the Wimmo World Masters. I think he had a very poor back end of the year.
4: Yeah, it, it's hard because I do look there's a lot of the, the senior names from the UK perspective that you look at and, and think that have maybe pushed on my my EU one just because I think he's such a good player and I think you'd do so much on the tour if you to to it would be Ben Rob. Um so he was probably one I was keeping a teen eye on and I expected probably more from him um to be there or thereabouts. Hendo's a, a teen as because we was expecting Hendo but I guess from a a seniors' advocate is probably the best way to put it. Some of them, there's the plus side that we see them on that sort of circuit and, and not so much the pro tour. So I
3: can't lie. In, from
4: a and Benwell were Q probably the two for me.
3: A massive success.
4: Say that again, sorry. From
3: a, Q, from a seniors' perspective, Q score was a massive success.
4: <laughs> the only player that. to
3: get a card that's over the age of 50 is Maravander Bernard. Yeah. Everybody, everybody that had already been invited to the to the World Team Star Championship didn't get a tour card. Players that have played previously that have, have been a big draw, the likes of Richie Burnett, Kevin Burnett, these are no way guarantees they're going to appear in the Seniors Tour, By the way, but but players that were striving to get their card back over the age of fifty didn't get their card. I mean, yeah. I'm looking back at stage one. The likes of Kieran Tien failed to pick up a point. Yeah. Not gonna sit here and say he's the biggest disappointment, but like Reese Colley one point. Connor Heenahan, one point. Players that we've seen be explosive and win elsewhere. Kevin Painter, two points. Good crack from him.
2: Didn't he only play two days as well?
3: Essentially. There's a lot of young players I feel like missed out as well.
4: I I am, I am intrigued There's to see the challenge world. World.
3: Tom Sykes. There was so much hype for Tom Sykes coming out of Yorkshire. He won one of the ADC belts recently. He, he's absolutely smashing it up there. and Like, the standard of local league fixtures up there is ridiculous. And Tom Sykes is smashing it up.
4: And he didn't get out of stage one. That's great. I'm intrigued to see this weekend. I think the challenge taught us the reaction of players, like Reese's one, it's mentioned there, um, as well as a few others who didn't even make it into stage two, how they react down into this weekend. There's other players like Webster, is obviously the T name on people's lips, in with odds of just missing out. Some people didn't have that extra four days of play because of m- missing out so early, but how they react because. There is what hundred plus potential winners of a challenge tour each day. Yeah. That list is is pretty endless. With regards to who can do and win yet, yeah, there's players who, who will be doing it just for experience and not probably to go on and pit a daily event. But the to see who who comes out on top of that, I think it's just putting a mixture of those names in a hat and pitting out because it's after five events. There's so many who could be there or thereabouts.
3: Yeah, a few more but in the, the chat
4: room, split, Mark saying... the split of people from Stage 1 and Stage 2 who will be there will be pretty even. I don't think it'll be driven just on the people who are on Stage 2. Uh,
3: Mark saying Ryan Murray didn't make final stage. Big shock. Davey saying Merckx and Harrison out in the first stage. It was, it was carnage at times. Nathan Gervin. Question from Chris while we're on this, I guess. We won't save this for question time. We might as well answer this now. Does the challenge door come too early?
2: Yeah, 100%. I I understand why they've got to put it there because of the Pro Tour coming so soon, so you need a top-up list. So I understand it. But after the emotional disappointment for so many of these players, to ask them to go again, one, financially, and two, physically and emotionally, is a tough ask. Yeah.
4: And if they do have to put it so early do they have to put so many? And again, I know why they put so many in a weekend, but could they split this first one across, just have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, one each day and then have another weekend of two? I know there'd be a financial implication for the PDC there and for players, because of the hotels, you'd obviously have to put up more. But the, the amount of darts that they've played and predominantly the people on... The challenge tour are working full-time elsewhere or if not high-end of part-time hours it's to ask people to give up so much time in january yes the one is understandable as you're driving to become a professional in the sport but then the back-up is is very very soon and so many events
3: five's
4: a, br- five a brutal weekend anyway
3: next weekend for the challenge tour will not be about who the best room is. The best player in the room next week at Shore will not win and will not be in the best position heading into the Pro Tour. It'll be about who's got the most stamina. Because five events in a weekend after a week-long of darts with, what, four days recovery, we had that conversation a minute ago where he said it was brilliant for the seniors. Only one player over the age of 50 got a tour card. There's no way anybody that played seven days over the age of 50 is ready to go again for another five events over three days in four days' time. Not to compete at their very best. No, I'll move you I, like, I get what I have to do. And actually, the fact that these guys have played darts, these are these guys are in better shape than some of the Pro Tour players, by the way. Let's not forget that. Some of the guys that have kept their card but didn't make the World Championships have not picked up their darts since, what, the third week in November? In a competition? If that. It might have even been earlier than that. The Players' Champs is, what, the final weekend in November? Which meant the final Pro Tour was a week before that, if not two weeks before that
4: even more before that because it's before the slam isn't it
3: they've had a one shot at a qualifier they've had one event in 70 days that might be a stretch
4: last pro tour event was 2nd of november 28 Um, well they'd have played in the if you haven't played in any of the others, you'd have probably played in the Grand Slam qualifier on the third. Yeah. Would have been your last... The last
3: tournament was 74 days ago and they've had two qualifiers since.
4: Uh, For some of those players. World Championship qualifier, 28, yeah. 27. Sorry, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. Two qualifiers. One single events as well. In and you're out. It's not multiple. It's, they've played two qualifiers in yeah, yeah. 74 days at the moment. And counting. Because the next Pro Tour isn't until... Not this weekend, next weekend.
2: 12th of Feb. Deep
4: Yeah.
3: Nearly 90 days between playing tarts as a professional because you missed out on one event. That's
4: brutal. You've got your two biggest events of the years, this weekend and next weekend, Dob. I don't know how you'd put in a pro tour with the Bahrain and the, the total. <laughs> don't worry, we're coming outside in <laughs> a minute. Don't
2: you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah,
4: I just, I just wanted the first stupid of the show. I thought I'd done it in the first day, but he didn't throw it out.
2: Um, <laughs> but we're going to put this one up as well, because this, this is a good graphic before we box off Q-School. There we have the Elite, the the, the the next ones that are in danger, and the ones that are trying to get into the Golden Club.
4: You feel a bit sorry for Rasma, Ridson, Burtman, only just on the edge.
3: <laughs> so close to being commercially viable, but so far.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> How are we doing, Cal? Hope you are good, mate.
3: Off you little shit. <laughs> 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 be some more professional filming than this, and it didn't look right.
2: So oh prime boy. <laughs> <Sure>. Um <laughs> right, I, I suppose before we box off Q school, those ones starting the second year. <laughs> some of them have are almost sitting ducks already. From the the form that we've seen in in year one I genuinely fear for a few of them and look, one, one of them's one of my best mates that I've known since a kid you've got friends well you know but that there, there, there's a few there that are that are right up against it.
3: Yeah, like I said, they won't have played competitive darts as freely as as some of the others that are coming in. They will not be as fresh, and they've got to hit the ground running early. Some of the guys right at the bottom, I think it is a bit of a a lost cause, especially as the effects of the Euro Tour won't take in time for the top 64 to fall massively. Some of them will be defending an awful lot, but I don't think it's going to drop significantly enough that you can scrape in by earning 15 grand this year. They've, They've got a lot of work to do and a lot to kick on.
4: But if you're at the bottom end of that list, let's say 10 to 15 K in year one,
3: yeah,
4: do you contemplate handing the towel in at the end of that year to of opportunities elsewhere or the potential to be back on another fresh run?
3: I think chucking the towel in after one year probably says... All you need to know about your ambitions of being a pro. If you don't believe you can turn it, if you don't sit at the start of this year and go, I know I can turn this around, or I think I can turn this around, I can go and win a pro tour and everything can change, then I question your ambition to be a professional dart player. Whether or not that's actually attainable for everybody, completely different approach.
4: Win the pro pro tour may not be, well, we've seen it's not enough. Just looking at someone like, it's hard to... Saganski come close winning one yeah. is not enough
3: right but the doors it can open if you go and win players championship two you jump straight up on your pro order of merit heading towards the back end of the year you, you, you you're there or you're in good form you're feeling great about that win if you can't kick on from a win that early I question it you have to but I, I don't think handing it back because you're not in a good position after one year is the right approach then go fresh again Don't give it a crack. And if not, you've got two years experience, knowing what the feeling's like of a first year free roll, knowing what it's like to chase and defend. Because if you go and get your card back in two years time, you might be in the same position. There's no guarantee that first year on tour is going to be any better just because you know you're not chasing. Like Your expectations right now should be a lot lower. Knowing that you're you're going to Q-score at the end of the year.
4: If you need to that 70k in year two though when you've only got 10 in year one.
2: Yeah. Before we leave tour cards. There was an interesting rule that came out in relation to what events you have to play in within the first 12 months Uh, there we go, of having a card. Now, this rule was bought out and used straight away.
4: Yeah. no. No, 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 no. Exactly, no, 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 no. I don't know.
3: You boys for the rule specifically because a lot of people say the rule already exists. Matt Edgar did a video on saying that they've got the ability to do that. The way they've restructured the rule, the way they've, they've changed the rule from what it was to then implement it straight away, I don't agree with. Getting the card back from Corey Cadby as an end result is very good for the PDC and for the tour as a whole. Him not using it, not having a visa to get into the country is, is an absolute waste sitting there. But the way they've gone about getting this card back is an issue for me. The entire rule list haven't been published, by the way. The updated rules aren't public still, but they've published this one rule in an article to say there's an extra card available. So players don't know the rule book they're playing to this year after they've had changes all over the place. And it just basically goes to show that the PDC can do what they want, when they want. And as a player, I would not be happy with that. Especially with the rules about the European Tour at the minute as well. Like, there are a lot of players that, wouldn't have, that have said they wouldn't have gone to Q school if they'd known the rules around the European Tour changes were coming. And the way
2: it's being set up. I'm not. By the way, I'm I'm not saying this is right, but you know what they'll say is go and play on the other tour if you don't like it. That you have
3: a PDPA. They've got to be stronger in this. They've got to go and negotiate on the players' behalf.
2: But we all know that won't happen.
3: Yeah. So the ruling was changed. So the new ruling. I can't. Have you got the new one? The old one said any player who declines an invitation to any event may be denied an invitation to that or future event at the discretion of the PDC board of directors. That was the exact ruling that the PDC changed. There was no mention of we'll take your tour card and whatever. They've changed it to any new tour card holder must play at least one event in the first 12 months of having a card, isn't it? Yeah. But I think they've also boxed themselves in here a bit as well because there are two players that aren't using
2: their cards. Yeah, but it was, this rule was for new tour card holders in the first 12 months. Yeah, so Perez has played
3: once, so his card's safe, even if he doesn't use it for the rest of the year. So he's played one event in two years, but because he did it in June of year one, they can't go and say, Christian, you're having a laugh here, mate. Behave, because he gets a World Cup spot by being a Filipino representative, and the Asians tour will probably pick them up, knowing how strong they are right now. um, Lewis... When was the
2: last time Lewis picked his darts up? April. He played in the UK Open, didn't he? It was just after the UK Open. Like, there needs to be conversations
3: there. I know Lewis has a... A greater stature in the game than the likes of Cabby and Paris, but I just I'm not sure about this because literally every player could rock up this weekend playing the first pro tour and then not use their card again and go, Hat, you can't take it off me for two years.
2: That's it's probably such another stupid,
3: such a that's, stupid rule in the way they've worded it, but also to create a rule where the rules aren't published and then enforce this rule. I don't like it, should have been created into the rules and then applied the following year. Getting, like I said, getting the card back from Cabby. Is a great result. Clearly not using it. Very it's almost radio silence from from Camp Cabby. No comments, no nothing coming out going right, I'm working on it, still visa. There's been no updates publicly. Right? Getting that car back is perfect, but the way they've gone about it is an issue for me. And it always has been. I said this last year when we discussed it as the year's gone on, but it has to apply to new tour card holders or it has to be a rule that goes in after that you, you cannot retroactively apply it to people that have already been on tour and they've done it and the just unhinged free reign that they've got because they're not a governing body they're a promoter is has to be a huge concern from the sport going forward
4: i i'd read it the the biggest concern isn't the rule it's putting the rule in and implement it straight away it's have we've spoken about it before coming towards a tournament and then saying what the qualifying, um, qualifying criteria is a few weeks before, instead of leading up to it or within that calendar year or the 12-month rolling period of that tournament, it's, it's the implementation of a rule at the point of putting that rule in place just isn't right. The, the precedent
3: it sets that the PDC can create a rule out of yeah. magic and apply it straight away is incredibly dangerous or can amend a rule that already existed to suit their needs and bend it however they like. They can create rules. If there's not a rule around a certain situation, of course they can, but this already applies. They've amended rule 3.10 and applied it instantly because it suits them. That has to be a huge concern about the way they conduct business. It just does.
2: Right. A couple of points. I'm going to weigh in on this now. I've listened to you too. The Cadby one, although I I understand where you're coming from, the fact that we all know he physically cannot use that card, surely it's the right thing what they've done. Discussions, like I said, getting the card back
3: the is them. a great result, yeah, but the yeah. manner in which they've done it is an issue. If they the same- know he's not going to use that card and he's physically unable to use that card for the next 12 months, discussions need to be had with Cadby and his representatives about him handing right. that in. If he doesn't budge, tough. You've set up your system the way you have. It wouldn't be ideal, and it would make Corey a little bit of an arse if he refused to do it that way. But you've given that opportunity, and the card was won under the pretense that for the next two years, should Corey Cadby wish to play in a Pro Tour event in which he's capable of getting into that country, Corey Cadby can do that. You cannot create a rule that changes that halfway through that because he signed a contract when he's got that card to say otherwise.
2: In this bit, I disagree, because we all know he physically cannot, and the PDC cannot get hold of him. Let's not beat around the bush. We know they can't get hold of him.
4: You could, you could you find d- how how can
2: I get it back? How, they the, can't the, have the, that discussion.
4: But They the, was in contact with him when he signed the contract about what his two-year status was.
3: Also, they wouldn't have had to, right? Because... By the 4th of January, the players have to pay a fee to renew their PDPA membership. If he doesn't do that, he forfeits the right to be a PDPA member, and that would lose his tour card. So changing the rule and doing it the way they have is ridiculous, because if he doesn't pay that fee, he can't play anywhere. So at that point, they could have just taken the card back. The fact the news then dropped three days later that they changed the rule in means either somebody's acted on Corey's behalf to pay the membership and they've removed it, or they've gone about it in a completely different manner. They could have just said he's not renewed his membership in time, and
2: he's done. Yeah, Chris, I, I I know it was planned back in September, but due to unforeseen circumstances, that route that they were gonna plan couldn't be done. Look, it's it's no secret. The guy from Australia, I'm just gonna say it now anyway, bollocks to it. There was a guy from Australia Media at the PDC World Championships telling everyone the core inside. So everyone in the press room knew. So they physically can't get hold of him to make that decision
4: and he knocked all them. No, judge, sorry.
3: He will have legal representatives. There will be ways of, con- look, it's not as easy as picking up the phone or messaging yeah. him on Facebook to go going or dropping him an email, right? Yeah. It's just the legwork to get in to go, Corey, you're not using this card. Can you sign this to say you're giving it back? If he says no, different matter, right? Then you can go down all sorts of routes. And there must be a clause about legalities of, of being inside and, and, there must be the social media clauses and representation clauses. If you're serving hard time, then fine, right? The chance of then getting a visa given his record in the next year is is completely different. And we're talking about this a little bit differently. But the same thing applies. The way they've changed that one rule to word it and applied it when they have is a concern about the way they conduct business, the precedent it sets that they can change a rule to suit them is dangerous.
2: But this is the issue when you are the governing body and the promoter.
3: Well, technically, the PDPR, but let's be honest, they have not, not the PDPR, the DRA, are, but they've got a slightly different rule book for association and, and variances to the rest of the, the DRA handbook. But
4: again, it's ridiculous. It's it's the oh, I'm with I hate doing this because I'm yeah. doing it too often tonight, Dob, but I'm agreeing with Dob, then on this one, it's the right outcome.
3: Yeah, like getting the card back the brilliant, and and it is so much better. The opportunity that someone else is going to yeah. use it for the next two years, perfect. Yeah. But the one rule in which they've changed and the manner they've got it back is a concern.
2: I asked you, was it last week? Were you worried that they had too much of a monopoly? Have you changed your answer? Because it sounds like it. Yeah, they do have.
3: We have so one I, hope in this sport right now. Glenn Duran. Go and shake some things up with that PDPA, please.
2: It's not we it won't happen. Because, I know, I, but I, there is I, hope I, I love, that Glenn will go
3: in with positive intentions. And if it doesn't come off, then Glenn will no doubt be more public about it than anybody else that's been in that position before. Because but I think he is more public. There are other players, former players that have been in that role, the likes of Peter Manley that just got far too comfortable with what they were doing and taking their salary. Let's be fair. He's been great. But the role he's done as PDPA in terms of protecting what's best for the players from the outside, from everything we know, has not been good enough. Wayne Marder was on social media a couple of years ago going, let me go and do that role because he was fuming with the way that the players were being represented. He's reined that in a bit now because I think he realises the media deal is going to change in a year and then it won't be Sky picking him. It'll be the PDC picking him to work. So he's got to be A. But they've just got everybody over a
2: barrel constantly. Well, yeah, they have. Because there's nothing to challenge them. And there won't be anything to challenge And I'm not saying that's right, by the way. But if the PDPA try and ruffle too many feathers, it'll get shut down.
3: And then everybody knows. But then what the players got. Because then the players will have to unite. Because the same reason... I, I, Chris Mason said it perfectly the other week. The same things that force the PDC to be formed are the same things the PDC are now doing to their players.
2: Oh, no, I agree. However... In this current climate, I don't think the split could happen again.
3: You say that because the PDC are pandering to the guys at the very, very top, right? Not the guys Correct. underneath want to make money.
1: Know, the the mistake, all, mistake, all it mistake. takes
3: is two of them to be outspoken going, I'm going elsewhere. We've got this great deal from the Saudis and suddenly we've got lived up. Yeah. Because there is somebody out there that will fund this. The sport is getting far too much attention right now to suggest that there isn't somebody else that is willing to promote the sport.
2: Like said,
3: Whether or not they believe in the people behind the WDF and the ADC and the, the manners they've got at the moment. But there is ways for players to go and make a living elsewhere in darts if one person steps up and has a cracker. But because like there say, will that- be TV broadcasts ready to go out. They've seen the numbers it can do recently. Does owner itching for a deal. TNT will be itching for a slice of the pie at a cutthroat rate to what Sky currently play etc. There will be competition for this in the future. There has to be. And all it takes is them upsetting the wrong players at the top at the minute they're upsetting the players that are replaceable. Correct. But if they upset their stars... Which they won't. It, they is, wish, they won't. Wish, but we know that they have in the past, all the players have held them over a barrel, right? The player power that they have in terms of getting family members to World Series events so they play or, or World Cup or whatever else. We know players have had the PDC over a barrel in the last two years at times, right? That can't keep continuing in way. It's not a healthy relationship. It's but not it's possible,
4: but, to, it's possible to continue that way.
3: It yeah, is 100%. possible to continue that way, but at the same time, they're going to run them into the ground, and at some point, it might go right, 12 events a year, I'm going to go play elsewhere. It's a very... Look, this could all come that look, House of cards, you break one at the bottom, everything can go, and all it takes is the one wrong player at the top to go.
4: They're the even the, the, the more looked after this year it. than they have been ever before. And yeah, for
2: me, there, the, there's only one or two players at the top that could force that. And that won't happen because they're too well looked after One the, of them the,
3: 15 years old but if he gets tempted away
2: the ones that the, the, the ones that have the player power are too well looked after
3: for now
2: I just don't see it changing for
3: now but the, like do. that could come down and at the moment like you said they do have far too much player they do have far too much power the players have power granted to get what they want on the side and to be looked after and to keep making the living that they are. But if if the 96 other members then unite against it, they've got no tour.
4: I feel like there's yeah. probably another ninety six ready, the payday sealed thing. Well,
3: there's enough at Q School, but are they ready to replace the quality? Not that it matters because only 12 players are going to play on TV this year.
2: So you're answering your own questions? Yeah. There is hope. <laughs> <You> s- <laughs> what I will
4: say is, you followed that up with there's hope. You just killed your own hope. Would you respond? Yeah, I, I have
2: hope. You just killed your own argument there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is the um,
3: murdered next week, by the way, it's <laughs> because of this.
2: Um, off of Q School, we touched on it earlier, but we'll, we'll now talk about the WDF rankings. Uh, Neil Duff is now the new WDF world number one for the next five years by the look of it. Because <laughs> of, um, the
3: it he's not asked to them events either.
2: Well, he said that at the Super Series, didn't he? He said, the way it is now, I don't need to play for a year and I'll still be world number one. I'll still be ranked seeded one for next year's Lakeside.
3: Yeah.
2: So, look, this, by the way, this, before everyone kicks off at me, I'm not, because this isn't the WDF's fault. But, this leaves them in a tricky position, doesn't it, in terms of their ranking system? What it's done to it? it it's killed it. It's not their fault, but it's left no, them I in a hole. I
4: think the needs to our praise towards it's not a, a t- uh, not at them at all. Does, no, one hundred percent, and, the, I, I, and I'm not. The fact that I think it's seven of their top ten, have gone on.
3: Mark Burilli is and
4: now world number five. Who is Mark Burilli? Um, well. <laughs> Um, With all due respect, as, that's a concern. But, no, but as the their, the seven of their top ten have just done and progressed on, that is the route. And now the WDF don't see it is down the seat as a competitor more than it is a route into the PDC a lot of the times. That has got to be a good sign for players going to their events, that playing in a lot of them across the year, as well as other stuff, but playing in them across the year, and they've just run a world championship. They're already promoting for the one coming up this year has got to be a good sign for them as long as they use it to their advantage instead of a competitive way of doing it. What it does, unfortunately, currently the rantings for the WDF are a bit swift in regards to, I'm sure Neil will hold his hands up and say, should he be world number one right now? With The answer's probably no. Um, but, and it's someone who has openly said that is not planning to play in many and due to the ranting change, will probably still be at late side anyway in November, December, whenever it, I don't remember what date it's dropped for. We'll probably still be there because of that, but it does give the opportunities to the lights of Tannestutt. And I mentioned the name earlier to so the other players who just missed out that there is no big opportunities because the people in them top 16 places are not on a huge amount of points in consideration to what it could have been. So, WDF have just got to spin the narrative into a positive because it should be. It, it's, They've just got to make sure they use the it that way.
3: You can go and play in whatever you want, whenever you want. You can chase ranking points. If you go to one of the big ones and win it outright, you're straight in the tournament. Yeah, go win the British Open, go win go win the Dutch Open, and you're in. Oh, don't get wrong, the Dutch Open is an absolute monster to win. But you go and win those events, you're straight into the World Championships. Two weeks ago, you lost your tour card. Next week, you can go and win the Dutch Open and be guaranteed to be in a World Championship again without okay. the entire year worth of slot. Don't get me wrong. It's not as financially lucrative. It's not okay. as open. But actually, it's probably easier for you to go and win than it would have been trying to compete at the PDC a year ago. So there is opportunities. They have to market it right. They have to market it as an it opp- uh, as the land of opportunity right now to, to come and have a go. I think the messages they put on social media about losing those seven in particular... Of their top ten and good luck to them, especially Andy Barton is is quite classy of them. I don't think we would have seen that under previous regimes at all. Correct.
4: Correct.
3: Imagine Des trying to type that. It would have been an absolute cluster. It would have been on headed paper, it would have been six paragraphs long, and it would have been slagging everybody else off by himself. Um they've got a chance here. The other thing they need for that chance, though, is an acceptance. They aren't the world professional. Darts Championship anymore, they're not the be-all and end-all, they're not in competition they've they, taken that slot before the PDC World Championships that has made that diff- that relationship difficult to work with, but actually with the right
4: moves here they might come out alright And and actually, again it goes back to the last in question in the show about the best one to AP in the PDC, might not be the taste, but what that means is you've potentially got a better WDF World Championships in December and that dings year on year because you haven't got your best one to eight and you've got some players that that field will only grow. Yes. It's a huge loss to lose your world championship. That has always been the case for WDF BDO that will always continue. But that's also a good sign for a stepping stone for someone to become a world champion and then go and progress their career elsewhere. So, it's just all about how to promote it. One, I agree, the message to put out was good, but one good look message isn't enough. It just needs to continue throughout the year, not slight enough. Just, just oh, needs, it just needs so to, need to continue in that push of it, in that promotion of their events. That this is what you can do, want to achieve, because there's not huge amounts of money there, but there's still a decent whack if you're a world champion, or if you're a semi-finalist, oh, quarter-finalist, so on.
3: They've come through COVID, but so if you look back at the last ten to fifteen years, nearly all of their world champions have have made that jump now, or or most of them. And yeah. nine times out of ten, they've actually been replaced by somebody who's carried that mantle pretty well. You you can have a go at the the quality of the rest of the standard. you can have a go at the quality of the world champion. But if you look at it, the only player that didn't really kick on afterwards was involved in one of the biggest scandals in terms of prize money we've ever seen in Wayne Warren. Duff has transitioned into the seniors. He's not gone down the PDC route. He's probably not been as effective in things like the Super Series, as he would have hoped, or in his title defence. But you look back at people Until like Bunting and Kissed and Doran and yeah. Wait and Mitchell, who have all won world titles in the last 10 to 15 years, been replaced by somebody else who has then carried that mantle again. Have they achieved what? Have all of them gone into the PDC and smashed it up? No. But have they always been replaced by somebody who can go, right, this is our world champion. Actually, they're not bad. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, they have.
2: Um, Just a quick couple of bits on this. Um, Matador, I agree with the spin. I, I might be wrong here, but when Australia was cancelled, doesn't that only leave two platinum events in the whole year now?
3: Pass. Still gold One. as well. Platinum and gold qualify you outright, don't they? I know
2: platinum still, do. There's
3: still six or seven golds, isn't there? British is gold. Is Dutch Platinum Masters Platinum maybe? If the Masters
4: Dutch, 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 Dutch is one and Dutch is one and Masters is one if it goes ahead. I haven't seen that yeah. announced. No. You know, you know I love an announcement. Um, <laughs> there is another one though. Is it the British? Collier, Collier.
3: Ireland is gold. Scottish Open will be gold, won't it? At least yeah. British was silver this year, gone, but going back to gold. Yeah, there we go. Scottish gold. So, look, gold events are there.
4: <laughs> yeah, so Darts Australia will still be hosting two dold rants events, right? Which you put your place in the world championship. So, you do put it through a dold as well as a platinum. But there is a platinum event is.
3: No. but there's there's enough platinum and gold events for the player for the big boys to chase a, a one shot they've, they've basically got six or seven world championship qualifiers without having to chase the world that are spread out throughout the year so it doesn't matter what format they haven't got to build up to it they can just go and hit their peak at the right time for them
2: So off of that, and look, I fully agree. This is the the, the 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 great spin. Obviously, this year at Lakeside there was still a load of good names in there. Now I'm just looking at the, the rankings to build on this year's world championship. Do you have to be a little bit clever with the marketing, because perhaps you haven't got the the poster names to do what you did last year.
4: No. Possibly they've done early with the tickets, which well, you, you know it's a positive, but is, equally, they you don't have to sense. change that picture. Well,
3: they are, but it's sponsored, so it's not really a, a damning oh. indictment
2: on them, is it? It's oh, no, 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 kid. it was just that we have to change that picture. <laughs> um, Did, still yeah, not but there's but
4: still got players, but they've still got six nine months to build on that before that yeah. quality qualification criteria end. so there's players who might make a run or may, may win a gold or Platinum event that actually will help with the promotion of that I know we spoke about he didn't didn't get to that stage at the end but how much of an addition would it have been for someone like Paul Lim to be in there when we were talking about the reserves and the dropouts that that would have been a positive spin on one of the changes we may see someone down win a gold and Platinum event who will promote it better than what some of the other players already do, but it's a massive loss to lose 17 top oh, to be 10. In fact,
2: Matador's right there, and he's probably listening down in the house in Portsmouth. The WDF need him to qualify. Yes, a hundred percent. They need Matt to qualify. Yes.
3: Yeah. They they, they need players they that need- come with a different. So like another player that Ashley Coleman. The buzz that he's generated from Q School, from Darts Ref and associated social media. Super Series put out a tweet earlier, going, which players do you want to see at the Super Series this year? There are a number of shouts of players at return. The most requested player to play at the Super Series this year is Ashley Coleman. The likes of David Schlichting, the turtle, that comes with a massive social media follower. Um, the Scorpion, Schlichting's best mate in Germany, got over a million social media followers. And whilst that's not the be-all and end-all for qualifying for a Darts tournament, you've got to have some sort of ability. He can play. And if you manage to get him to some events and get him to qualify, he will bring a massive
4: audience to that tournament. Even more so if the um, viewer is watching it on YouTube. And I know, hopefully that will move towards TV then, but over the whole week. But if you're having players in there who have qualified at their own rise, but are very, very good social media-wise, if then... You're distributing that on YouTube. That's a huge hit to the WDF. There's there's a lot of there's a few former world champions as well who we may see though.
3: The likes of Scott Mitchell, Scott waits like Mitchell's, Mitchell Mitchell's part of the great, side. That international side, isn't he? Horrell's just gone. Mitchell will be England captain, 100. percent He's got yeah. the experience, the knowledge to be in there. He's been there. He's done it before, and he's, he's been in that side. He will be no doubt part of that quest to to be there again, surely. Lost you, would, you would say so. He still loves that side of the game. He's yeah. gone and done coverage for it either end of the weekend when he had to work midweek. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. Scott Mitchell is one of those names that you're looking at going, yeah. But the, the the other advantage they've got is whilst the PDC Women's Series has been doing great numbers and is building the game brilliantly through the Women's Series and the Women's World Match Play and the exposure they get in the main events they still have, I know me and you disagree on this, but they are still the Women's World Championship, and with Bo and Lisa getting back to form, and if they allow Anastasia to play, I know that's a bit of a controversial one, but actually, the only players that they miss out on from that WF World Championship at the moment are the two players that go on to qualify, or the three that will go on to qualify for the PDC World Championships via the Women's Series, and Chances are one of them will be Fallon, who won't participate in the WDF anyway. It's not been her MO for the last few years. But they do have access to pretty much every other top female player in the world. Because they're still caught in the middle of playing between both. The provision of one isn't enough to completely rule out the other one for 99% of players on the tour.
2: Makura is the other one. She didn't play in hardly anything, did she?
3: No, but she has advantage of playing in Asia, being considerably better than 99% of the Asian women.
2: Oh yeah,
3: yeah. That, if he yeah. Wants to rock up and qualify for it, it wouldn't be a massive stretch for Makuru to go and do that. And at which point they've got Makuru with two world titles, Lisa with four world titles, Dieta still chasing it to get her first. Bo in the mix. You've got the likes of Rihanna O'Sullivan chasing that dream. You've got Kirsty Hutchinson. You've got the youngsters that might then diversify it a bit in Robin Byrne, knowing that they could go and get a world title. They oh, they God. have that element, which is still an advantage to them
2: it'll be interesting um how they market it but there was a question in there which moves us nicely on to the world series starts this weekend and the lineup a little bit underwhelming shall we say it's just an an extension of the premier league
4: yes it's it's been that for a while, and it continues to be that, unfortunately. I'm, I'm a bit...
3: Bahrain, I get, because they sold their soul for it. I said this on the stream the other day, the PDC have become a cheap property. You can get whatever you want if you pay for it. Um, the Dutch one, I have more issues with the other eight players. I think changing it to Benelux rather than Netherlands so they can sneak Dimi in there, but not actually putting in Mike Decker who had a better year than the likes of Vincent van der Voort is, is a huge oversight if you, if you're doing it that way to to bend to suit you. Um, Bahrain, you sort of understand the concern for that. For the The concern for the Bahrain event is that the players that will participate in Bahrain next week that aren't the PDC eight were on the Asian tour this week and none of them averaged over 60. That's a terrible look. Terrible look. I don't care how much you paid for it. The disparity in ability there, the fact that none of your guys have got a hope and that the first round is effectively a victory parade for every single one of the PDC players at that point is a huge issue.
2: Also, it's a huge issue that all your top stars, when you look at their social media, are on holiday. I think there's going to be a lot of ring rust within that eight with the exception of maybe Luke. Yeah. Because he's obviously still been in the UK doing his stuff, but you look at the rest, they've all been on holiday or are still on holiday.
3: Well, both Lukes are in the UK at the minute. Humphreys was in Newbury back at the club. Where yeah, was yeah. the the Littler was at some shitty football game yesterday. Poor kid. First time I've mm-hmm. seen him about an under-arbor trackie on, though, so fair play to
4: him. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say, I'm sure we got told to be suited and booted.
3: <laughs> if you're in that lounge then you have to be i guess
4: but yeah by, by the way from a from a sporting perspective that being posted numerous times across united Stoy sports the yeah. millions of views on that that only be done. um but yeah it quality of this weekend is the worry um not just in round 1
3: yeah
4: i it's hard to We've seen it before and there's, there's an upset here and there. But we were expecting an unbelievable lift from the representatives to, to get that win. But then when it goes into the quarterfinals, it's what level of fight and that we don't see. We've been worried about that previously when we'd been in the Masters. So to have this, what, two weeks after the World Championships, two three weeks for some players, and some of them haven't, have just been relaxing the whole time. be interesting to see the lights of Asp, who went out early, Right, who went out early in regards to how that, that looks. But I'm concerned about how it will look this weekend, from performance wise, from first round all the way through to the final.
3: I mean, the advantage is it is on ITVX. It's not, There's that's on ITVX and the Dutch is on ITV4. So they're hiding it. No one's that asked about it. But I just, I. When these events are announced, in this on
4: it's live. Possibly. No, that's a, that's that's a move in the right direction. If it's like... it
3: is live, yeah, but like these don't need to be
4: in this slot. I don't
3: like that they're in this slot. It's greedy that they are in this slot. And I said the same when they were announced previously. It was Danish, not Dutch couple of years ago but Bahrain paying to be the season opener like they've done in the Grand Prix in the F1 where they've moved away from Australia being a season opener it's, it's stupid right the players need their break as we just said they're on holiday the Masters should be the curtain call opener with the top 32 players in the world where it's not hand-picked selected running the same players into the ground all they've done is make darts fans that little bit more annoyed by week three in the Premier League instead of week six in the Premier League. So chance are you're going to lose TV viewers of of darts fans, or you're going to see more and more on social media that Matt Port will refer to as keyboard warriors. It's just an extension of a 17 week long tournament when you put two in this slot and it's not needed because we're already going to see the standout players in in the Premier League for the next 17 weeks. We don't need two more opportunities to see them while they're rusty. The Masters would give us the other players that might come through, a hint of a, a Chris Doby or a color, not to qualify for the Premier League anymore, but to know who else is there or thereabouts. And the next time we see them will be the UK Open and we'll build some up from the Pro Tour and we get that different balance of players in the Premier League versus players that are doing the traditional tour. And then you get the World Series later in the year where you can put a... UK, if you get a surprise UK Open winner now, They've narrowed the World Series field to the rest of the year, pretty much. By backing the same eight twice in a row and putting Luke Littler in there, you basically close the door on the World Series invite for the rest of the year. I'm convinced of it. Unless you get one of the top players refusing to go to Australia because it's too far for too long.
4: Or you've got someone on the periphery, your Dolby's, your Tullens, probably go on and win the Open, maybe. Yeah. we'll then we'll then put their name into that mix. But that, that then there's only one name I looked at, them um, eight. Unless the wills fall off for any of the other players. There's only the likes of probably Peter Wright i seen coming out of that eight. The other yeah. seven remain in the World Series for us. Oh,
3: yeah, the dreadful Premier League, his, his career might be over. Not just his
4: reputation as an
3: invitee, but. I just think there is so much quality now. Admittedly, it didn't come to fruition during the World Championships and and a couple of weeks before that and since. But you look at the players that were in the conversation for the Premier League with eight weeks to go. All of those players could play on the World Series comfortably. They're all recognisable enough. They've all done enough. They've either been in the Premier League before or they're playing exciting darts enough or they've got a social media buzz around them or, or they're carrying some sort of viewership. You don't need the same eight players representing you all across the world, no matter who's paying for it, no matter what. The players you've got just below that are good enough to do the same. And by putting new faces out there on the World Series, you potentially build these guys up to show what they can do, that they're in contention for your Premier League, which has gone stale. Adding a 16-year-old in is brilliant. And Luke Littler is an absolute sensation. But if after six weeks he hasn't won a game, they're in a world of trouble because the rest of that Premier League is incredibly flat. It's incredibly uninspiring. And the yeah, World yeah. Series should be that platform to go and showcase these guys in exhibition events where the pressure's off a little bit. Not the most exciting player in the world, Danny Knopper, but put him in front of the Netherlands, see what he can do. Dirk van Dijver, mode, go and give him that opportunity. Go, can you go and entertain, but produce a level where you can win? Stephen Bunting. Joe Cullen. Johnny Clayton. All right, Clayton's been there or thereabouts. Dolby. Can these guys go and put on a show elsewhere and build up a name and a portfolio for them? Because your top guys aren't going to be around forever. Peter Wright's the worst, the, the bad
4: side of fifty. Um, I'd that. going to retire if he doesn't get a world championship in Wales. When you say the top players are not around forever, if you look at the sits of the names, six, seven of the names on that list, they're here for a long time. Van Gerwen's openly admitted that he wanted to stop by 30,
3: whether or not that's still a thing, but he's chasing Barney, and if he gets to Barney, I think that might be it, because he's made enough, and it's not the same excitement that he used to get from it, Price has got his businesses elsewhere, his attention has been elsewhere, and this year is huge for Gerwen Price, Michael Smith I think will play on for a long, long time, he's happy just earning money, Nathan Aspinall, look, has been very, very good for the last couple of years, but we've seen how low Nathan Aspinall can get as well. And if that action breaks down again, I fear for the drive of getting it back up to that level. Like this top eight is very volatile right now.
4: There's there's a lot more ifs and buts around it. There, there is potential, and you look at the aspect it's happened before. He's a 28 year old
3: in the shape of his life. He's going to be around for another decade at least. Yeah. Little, little, uh, yeah.
4: You don't see anything else. Rob Cross, you feel like, has had that drop and learnt from it. And you see him being in and around it. I still think But if he, he has, has another
3: drop, do you give him a third chance? If he builds it back up again? Or do you go, right, no, you if, are...
4: If you build you it are, back up and he's winning stuff then, or there or thereabouts... Then he winning has big stuff.
3: Stuff, and yeah, it's hard to ignore him. But if he's not winning big stuff and he's on the peripheral but playing well again, do you go, right, we'll put Rob Cross in again? Or do you go, right, no, you're the new Dave Chisner who plays well, but doesn't win enough to force your way in here anymore? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it is volatile because players in there have had ups and downs before. The players at the very, very top, it looks like interest is waning, particularly for travelling to the World Series events.
4: Bryce think- and
3: are two of the players that have been outspoken about
4: spending three weeks in Australasia. I don't think it's volatile from an age perspective because even more so the players that have the players that we're worried about have come back before yes there's dips in forming m v g price we've seen, but they are still at a ridiculous level that they are still entertaining. I agree there should be a change to the World Series and how it's picked maybe you uh, I know it's a lot for little but you you world champion. And your world championship finalists probably should be at the two because they've got all eyes on the on it for that world championship event, but the rest of the rest of the sit should be in some sort of rotation or change and because there's too much talent out there that we're not seeing. And with the short on Premier League to eight and the World Series just matching with the eight players, it's just it's not good enough for the rest, even if they are on every Euro Tour event.
3: Martinor says in two years' time, how many of the top eight are still there?
2: What in the top eight or
3: in the top eight, yeah.
2: In how many two two years. Two years
3: three four. I'm I'm confident saying four. Yeah. Anything else is a stretch. Because I think you've got players like Littler that can come in and look. a run to the World Championship final debut is virtually fairy tale stuff. But if he hits the ground running and makes himself top four within a year, he's already won the or top eight within a year. He already knocks one of them out. If you've got a decline from Peter Wright, he's in trouble. If, if Rob Cross has another dip, he might drop out of that. When you've got players on the cusp, like if Clayton refines his form, if Damon Hetter continues growing, Joe Collins had two Average years for him. One where he had performed well in the first year, but didn't get results. for the second year, where he hasn't played as well, but has got more results. If he finds that extra gear now, he's ready to go, and he's got something to kick on with because his son just earned a card through the JDC, so they've, they've got something to go at together. Do you know? What I mean, like, there's there's plenty
4: here. I I imagine more four five. I still think there's the worry for the rest of field is there's players within that eight who are not currently playing at their top game and are still in that top eight, if they can rekindle the form they've found before. And that that's an if, as the rest of it is. If they find that, they potentially push away. So,
3: I don't think Smith falls out, but like you said, there are players that aren't playing well that are in that top eight, but some of that is one event. Nathan Ascombe's got a match play in there, a match play win. Peter Wright's defending an awful lot.
4: He has done match play winning there, but he's got 18 months to...
3: He's got 18 months to accumulate that again, but if he carries on with the same form that he found himself in when he's chasing players' championships a few weeks ago, months ago, years ago now, feels like it.
4: Going full Titanic. I looked at... He's the one out of that top batch. Does Humphreys, MVG, Smith, Price, for me, are still in that. As long as Price is still playing the sport in two years' time, he's in the top eight. That's the if. Then... I think that makes him volatile as well, because he oh, is so... He them can, win another one, knock them win another one, and Ashton. So that's yeah. why I'm at four and then maybe five, because one of them, if not two, will do and want yeah. to make another.
1: Just I mean, the concerns the about
4: side. Peter Ribeena being out of there, and then it's hard not to say, in before the world's in two years' time, that Little Luke, Luke won't be in the top eight. Yeah. <laughs> Surely he, he will, will because of very much just... so many amazing. players outside of that eight
3: that have won titles before. You look at the players further below. Johnny Clayton, all right, he, Chisnell and to haven't, Cullen has, Dirk will go close, Dimitri has, Doby has, Bunting's won a BDO World, he's, he's getting closer and closer by the day, Ross Smith won title, uh, Andrew Gilding's won a major, James Wade's won a major, Ryan So is right up there in the conversation for best player to have not won one so far, been to two finals, Josh Rock's just outside that, he didn't have as bad a year last year as perhaps everybody made out considering he's 21st overall clemens has been a world championship semi-finalist schindler's on it oh that's close schindler for german number one by the way and then you've got the likes of gary Anderson outside that who seems to be enjoying darts more than he ever has and luke littler world well, 60th or whatever he is 31st yeah that was close I love that on Dark's rankings, by the way, because everyone else has got like a little plus one or a minus one in red and green, and Luca's got a plus
2: one hundred and thirty-three, yeah. <laughs> um on the the World Series, because that's where we were. Uh evening Danny, how as well? Hope you are good. Good to see your mum playing today. Um, do we expect much change for the others? No.
4: No. One, maybe. I think
3: Australia, you might get one or two. I think you might get an alternation. I don't think you'll lose both of them, but I think if they're going to be set for the next couple of years, I can see the likes of Van Gogh and Price alternating the years that they play and, and picking some time at home for family and, and not travelling, etc. Um I think you've told the world that Luke Littler is available for the World Series, and no matter how badly the Premier League goes, everybody's going to want Luke in this year. The world champion goes to all of them if he wants to be there. If he wants to pull out, it's a different matter. Peter Wright will not be allowed to pull out. He'll get grounded if he does. Take his pocket money away from him. Um, Then you're looking at Cross and Asplow, I guess. And it's how vulnerable of their spots. Cross has done an awful lot of work for the last year to get these sort of invites again after talking himself out of it the year before in spectacular fashion.
4: Um, Asp surely doesn't miss a note on being match play champion. You not as see. match
3: play champion, top four in the world and has not played very well for the back end of the year and is still fourth. So actually he's, he's on a bit of a free roll in terms of that prize money as well. Yeah, I don't see an awful lot of change unless you get... Yeah. Adobe or a Cullen winning the UK Open you go right, you're decent for us now, or you get I don't know where else are we still gonna go? Denmark, Drew Roos suddenly wins the UK Open.
2: The, 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 other, the only thing I would say about Aspinall is he's only 250 quid ahead of price. If they swap, because the top four are guaranteed, do they then pick Asp for everything as a as a pick?
4: Yes. Just on the base of the match play and the pits are done pre-net match play, that that will still happen. Unless, and and this is for Aspinall, Cross, and Wright, dependent on how bad their Premier League is.
3: Yeah, yeah. If they're
4: winners, they're they're the three who, if have a bad Premier League, they are then in contention to be dropped out. But if I'm going to pick Michael Smith, for example, because of the Perform. he's been on in consideration to win the World Championship. And before that, if he was to be bottom of the Prem, he would still be picked in all of them. As would the... He can't drop it anyway, can't he? Price, example. Price, if Price was bottom, Price was sort
2: of it. No, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's, it, it's only Price, Aspinall, and potentially Cross, if he wins the UK Open, Yeah. that can, yeah. That, that, that can switch.
3: And you also but, have the advantage that right now, despite luglitz and antics and Luke Humphrey's being world champion the Michael Smith Michael Van Gerwen leg is still one of the most watched things going around it was played millions of times in the build-up to this world championships and is still regarded as one of the best legs of all time that is still relatively fresh in people's minds and international viewers will want to see the player that did that
2: yeah Do we is, think- this, is this
4: his last year riding that out though not yet if he has obviously, another threat yeah year... Obviously, Michael Smith and one and achieve brilliant things if he finds the form he found the year leading to that. But if he was to have the same 24 as he's had 23, do you think that's him fully riding out the invitationals?
3: I think there's a conversation to be had. But I still think he plays in some of them. Whether he plays in all of them is different. He was an invitational way before he'd won a major for the first time. He's still excited enough. He still scores quickly enough, and the fact that he would be a former world champion at that point, I think you have to have players who are suddenly so much more marketable and winning. You'd have to have a, you'd have to have a combination of Adobe, Cullen, and Clayton all returning and winning the match play, the Grand Prix, and the Grand Slam between them. While Michael Smith is throwing eighty averages, and you go, "Nah, actually, maybe this isn't for you." You'd have to have a look. I don't want to throw the man out. I don't want to call the man out, but. One of the, I think someone like Michael Smith would have to have a year like Glenn Duran did all of a sudden to go, no, actually, maybe you need a break.
2: Do we think that Cullen, Clayton, Dobie deserve a couple of World Series events this year?
4: And I'd add Stephen Bunt into that. But, yeah, should be invited to a couple. Like I said... I just think there needs to be more of a rotation within that eight. We can't see it in the Premier League, because of how the Premier League is set out. We can't see that, but we can see it in the World Series. But I feel like it's showing that they don't want to have that flexibility. They just want to promote as is. And with Luke Little doing what he did, as you said, you've normally got your top six that probably don't change. Luke Littler's now took another spot, and he's going to be in absolutely everything. And you know, rightfully so, but I worry that those players you've just named, Tulane, it was Dobie, Bunting, and Clayton, Clayton, there's at least one of those that we don't probably see at a World Series at all, if not two. Hmm. Bill, it's Which not
2: about it's not
4: just
3: about because if you do have a player drop off, you've then got to go and reintegrate one of these players into the World Series full-time next year. The more and more you give these guys one shot or two shots to go into regions, the more and more known they become. That's the point of the World Series. It's about attracting people to the sport. Like, right now, Dirk van Divenbone is probably quite an attractive prospect to some of these because he hits bags of 180s and he's got that funny walk-on.
2: And people are like uh, Bill and that Jar said, it's the, the invite events are not about if you've won stuff. It's about your marketability, like we we're talking about your image, the way you play. If it was about winning stuff, Andrew Gilding would be in the Premier League.
3: Lol. Was he yeah. laughing or
2: sneezing? Because boys, you that looked terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it, it would though. Um, you, know, like you preempted what was coming as like. I don't want to get caught laughing out loud.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm using myself pre-sneeze. However, I was literally. Mid laugh as well while he said
2: yeah. it. It's like, not about the invite events. and not about no. About what about what players have won. Um, but it will be interesting. Um, someone asked how much money is MVD the de- MVG defending this year? He's defending nearly eight hundred grand. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's a lot.
2: £793,750. 71% of his ranking.
4: Yeah, Michael Smith's on 80% it? as well. Shall, yeah. we re- shall we ask that question of then? Who of these will still be in the top eight in two years? <laughs> They're two, we guaranteed. No, they'll, I'm sure there will be still, but it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot um, of pressure from October, and November. If you haven't won something this year,
2: it, it is. I agreed, but then if he goes and he's wins, still going to pick <laughs> up
3: some money. If Michael Van Gogh loses all eight hundred thousand of his, he's still top sixteen, or there or thereabouts. Yeah, there's still three hundred k. The the first round prize money in every major way from jumping straight back up there, like yeah, yeah, he might to be in the
2: position they're in. Yeah. That that golden club. Um, let's open question time up. So get your questions in. Have we missed anything, boys?
4: Did we mention Duffman winning? Does he'll do in a pap if we don't?
2: Uh no, but Neil Duff won uh week eight of the super series. He, he actually it was it was actually a really good finals night, to be fair. Yeah, it was. Really yeah. good.
3: <coughs> I wish there was a way to just make Martin Adams five years younger.
2: Oh, I'll tell you what, 67 years old, and he still throws back to that like 14. Dart as he chucked in an 11. It's just, oh, it's yeah. majestic.
3: It would be great if he goes and wins something on the World Seniors Darts, but I just think all the events are too long in format for Martin to compete in short weekends as well. Yeah. I think he's going
4: to run out of steam. I doubt de- I de- why you say it about him being five years younger, but I'm loving the fact he's still able to do and deliver oh, yeah. what he's doing at his age. John just Worsley just- running about. Yeah. <laughs> the fact, yeah. nobody else could have done that either, by the way. Nobody
3: yeah. else could have walked in, done the Bullseye Challenge, introduced it as flamboyantly as, as Martin Adams did, and then gets Jonathan Worsley running to the board to take his darts out for him so he can compete in the Bullseye Challenge. I thought that's beautiful.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was good. Yeah, no, just a really good one. Um other than that, have we missed anything?
4: Don't think so.
2: Uh, just to let you all know, Cullen Clayton, Gezi, Webster playing two Diamond Players' Alps the ninth and tenth of February. Meaning they won't be playing PDC that weekend. I don't think there is any PDC that weekend. There is not.
4: There's First no PDC this week, don't they?
2: We? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no PDC that weekend. That's probably why they're playing. Uh, yeah, uh, Henry. We spoke about Darren Webster just missing out earlier on in the show. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the, the agent's hall was on. I'm not going to lie, I didn't see any of it because we were streaming Q-School. Alexis Toilo.
3: PDC haven't even updated
2: that order. Mate. Everyone was on queue. Got one. I don't. We
3: missed. Asia to stage PDC World Cup of Darts qualifying event. They've taken Singapore's spot as an automatic. Kept Bahrain in because them lads that average sixty are worth it, and added a world championship, a world cup
2: qualifier. be surprised
3: no more money <laughs> money thoughts.
2: is what it is isn't it I'm not surprised at all um Is what it is, isn't it? Yes.
1: Uh,
3: what questions are we in there?
4: I'm just strolling now. See if any of him from earlier.
3: Could Webster missing out on tour card be better for him? Hasn't done much in the last two years, but he could maybe be better off away from the PDC with the opportunities now. Maybe I mean he just made that tiny little surge at the back end of last year, and he? he just started to become. Not Relevant again, he come through the World Championship qualifier, didn't he? Out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, it depends how you want to phrase the better for him. Is he better off not being a PDC tour card holder at all? Potentially. He's over the age of fifty, isn't he? He is. Could he go and compete on the on the seniors tour and put himself in a couple of TV events and play vault and some floor stuff? <laughs> Chizzy has no. not won that major yet. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Italiano, yes, Savio. How we doing? Is <laughs> the only way Pilgrim gets a tour card by winning the Challenge Tour. He always put on the I mean, Possibly. the expectation on Pilgrim has been has only ever been as high as, as this year. In the last couple of years, he's, he's been in that conversation, but it's the performances and standout um, of this year in the Super Series that people gone right, he's, he's getting there, he's, he's one of the favourites he has to romp home to victory so this year is massive for Daryl because I think he carried that pressure of going into Q School being one of the favourites Yeah 100% and I think that got to him a little bit, we saw him in performances in, in the last week in the Super Series and then into Challenge Tour um, into Q School, sorry and how he responds this year is massive. If he hits the ground running again, goes to the challenge tours, smashes people up again, puts himself in a decent position, then I think he, he can and someday will be a tour card holder. If it completely, um, if it completely, the, the drive goes from him, then it's a completely different matter.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it'll be, be interesting. As I say, his prime bottles will be on the floor. Fine, boy. Uh, Archibald, you can continue to do whatever you want because you're by commenting. I'm thick skinned and couldn't give a fuck, but your comment is helping our interaction levels. So I massively oh, appreciate I'm just, it. I just banned him. That's right. But the fact is, his interaction levels have, have helped us. We'll, we'll, we'll take it. Who's your player to come top
3: and bottom for the Prem? Uh, I'll go first because I actually know this off the top of my head. Luke Humphreys wins the Premier League. He wins bloody everything at the moment. And Peter Wright finishes bottom because he cannot stand this format.
2: To to call a winner of the Premier League now is hard because it's over. Luke wins it.
3: The only way Luke Humphreys doesn't win this Premier League is if he'd been clamouring for it for so long. Now he's finally got it. He crumbles.
4: Can we, change, can we change the question to who tops the lead instead of who wins the Premier League? that's ridiculous. Finals oh, night. Oh,
3: yeah. Finals you night.
4: Know, yeah. Humphreys is the for me.
2: Top four will be Humphreys, MVG, Littler and Price. Three
4: of the four. You are correct.
3: Humphreys Van Gogh in. Litlop. Aspinall Cross. Aspinall. Aspinall Cross.
4: I can't see anything other than Humphreys MVG and um, little being in that top in that top four.
3: I'd love for him to be there, but you know we're like. This is I mean, not temper and expectation. He's just made the world final debut, for Christ's sake. But the Premier League is a different animal. We've all clamoured for him to be there.
4: I'm now putting him in the top four of the Premier League. I said he wouldn't win a proud Tour this year. Never mind.
3: <laughs> he still might not. He might not play in any of the fuckers because he's that yeah. busy elsewhere.
4: Yeah, that that's probably helped, if anything.
3: I'm going to leave him t- out. Because like, look, the first two weeks are, cr- are so big for him. The longer it takes him to win that for He might go and win the first game. He might go and win the first night. And if he does so, yeah, top four, 100%. But... Yeah. The, dro- the, drive,
4: time- the drive for Littler each week is more than it is for the other seven. Because they've been there and done it. I the just think the levels... The
3: Littler to register a win, the more and more his Premier League selection becomes an issue. Any other player they've earned it they've been around long enough fine but when it's not contentious but there is a lot of discussion around it should he shouldn't have be? is he too young for it is he ready if he goes and wins night one he settles absolutely fine but the longer the longer it takes to get that first win the more Luke Litter's inclusion in the Premier League would become an issue. Won't
2: be an issue evening Conan hope you are good buddy good to have you in um Anthony Prossel cross um cross fourth I like that. Um will we get a new Pro Tour winner? If so, who? Littler? <laughs> yeah, that one's simple in it. <laughs> um who hasn't there's got
3: to
2: be a list somewhere. Well, who hasn't won a Pro Tour? Yeah. Um he has, he has, he has, he has. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Luke Woodhouse.
3: I like where Woody's game is for the last year.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. He has.
3: Neither, Chris. They're just sat on my floor with the rest of the shit.
2: I'm going to go rogue. I'm going to go rogue. Martin Lukeman. Martin, <laughs> Luke,
4: man! <come on. laughs> Cheers, I'm gonna new tour
2: holder Andy Barton's doing one this year. Yeah, yeah, I can go with
3: that.
2: Potentially Danny lowby as well because he's one that could hook it up on a day. Yeah.
3: Also, I gotta call out our friend Jar for calling us a moron for saying Aspen in the top four. The format. Suits him, scrapping away suits him, and his record in the tournament is far better than for any other players in the tournament.
2: Picking up despite two points
3: here, like that,
2: it's yeah. a tournament
3: that's made for the likes of Nathan Aspinall,
2: Pride, and Cross as well. Cross will pick up points. Um, I'll tell you over what, the
3: 15 weeks, Humphreys,
2: Humphreys comes tops with me. Um, what's the show tonight, boys? Loved every single minute of it. My pleasure.
4: That spoke a lot of sense, I agree. Tom waits to be back in their tweets. to about the Bahrain Masters.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we're not seniors qualifier because I'm in readiness. this. We're in readiness this weekend. Oh, yeah, we are. We're not going to see any of the Bahrain Masters. We're going to rely on Phil Bars' opinion to carry the entire show.
4: Well, you know... Yeah. We'll miss next week then. We'll see you all on the... <laughs>
3: see you the first week of February when there's no more pro and there's no more senior squad. When,
4: when Dobson told us through the Premier League Wait on Wait.
3: yes. Jar, the fact you've quoted that gentleman for your opinion tells you everything you need to know, mate. <laughs> That's like using Wikipedia in your university. <laughs> in a university essay, mate. Come on now. <laughs>
2: Um, right, everyone, we are going to sign off for the night. One unbelievable live lounge it's been. If you haven't yet, make sure you drop us a like and subscribe before you go. Massively appreciate it. I'm doing a sit down with Matthew Edgar tomorrow. So that will be out in the next couple of days as well. So make sure you turn notifications on for that one. Not to be missed. But i am mean, Phil Phil Barsley, Boyce, Jack Garwood. Thank you very much, everyone. Give yourself a round of applause and we'll see you all very, very soon.